Y'all, we got a lot to talk about tonight. Welcome back, guys, to Who Dat Dish Radio. This is episode three. I'm your host, John Hendricks of Who Dat Dish. And, uh, you know, I won't waste much time. Let's just go ahead and jump into a couple of things. Uh, you know, since the last time we talked, first thing we'll kind of just talk about, really get you caught up on a few things in the past week that's happened. Uh, we'll start with <coughs> Saints bringing in X-Line safety Louis Delmas. Now, i got to be honest with you, I was pretty shocked to hear about uh, the Saints entertaining a free agent, let alone, you know, safety. Delmas is, is kind of an interesting player in itself, and, uh, you know, this is a guy who has had injuries throughout his career, uh, but last year he played the, the distance, and, you know, then there was reports in 2009 that, you know, pretty much teams knew he had a, a degenerative knee condition, which was kind of hindering his performance, but Delmas is a pretty pretty good find and and you know the Saints would be really fortunate to have him but uh as we found out today the team did tender safety Raphael Bush so we should definitely have him you know for another year for sure which is a good thing cuz I um, I personally am a Raphael Bush fan and as you've heard and probably read from previous articles that I'm a firm believer that him and Vicaro are probably going to be a starting two for the Saints in 2014. Um, some of the other news that we talked about and from last week is is that the team wants to bring back linebacker Ramon Humber. Um, you know, Humber is one of those guys that is really, if you read my articles, I, I talk a lot about puzzle pieces, and, and Humber is one of those puzzle people, pieces that a lot of people don't really necessarily look at. Um, you know, his, his value is really in the special teams, but... He's on the inside, and as everyone knows that Curtis Lofton and David Hawthorne are the ones that are, you know, on the inside for the Saints, especially in that 3-4 scheme. And, you know, nothing's really changing on that, but Humber is potentially going to be one of those guys that would be the backup, just like a Kevin Riddick, which kind of leaves Will Herring as the odd man out. But I like Humber. I think he brings a lot to the table, you know, even if he doesn't have to start, obviously, and even for the plays he was in, like on the snaps last year, he, he actually graded out as a positive positive force from pro, pro football focus. So, I mean, again, you couldn't have a, a, a better player to, to bring back for the Saints like a Humber, you know. And, again, he's quietly one of those guys that you just forget about. Then there's the news about Joe Morgan. Um, team seems to be a little bit iffy on whether they're going to bring Morgan back and – I can see why. Um, I think it's 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 the right call, and I don't think the money that they would spend on Morgan is something that they may regret, if you will. Um, the money that they did spend on Morgan, I'm sorry, but the reason I say that is is Morgan had a, a great year in 2012. There's no doubt about it. He led the league in in his yards per catch. And, you know, he did play, did so many things for the Saints, especially in that deep game. And a lot of guys were saying that we're missing that this year, and I, and I don't disagree with you. But when you look at Joe Morgan, his injury list is just something you can't really ignore. And, you know, for the Saints to say, hey, let's dish out this much money to pay Joe Morgan, which he may land somewhere else. That's, that's a possibility. But, you know, Saints have first choice. But – um they're not sure because Morgan's knees and his ACL injuries and such, that's that's something that's 
really a hindrance to, in today's game and for him to have two in, in his short career already, two season-ending injuries, it's it doesn't spell good things for him. So the other big news, I mean, there's two big other items, obviously, to cover. The you know biggest one was what we all knew, that Jimmy Graham got tagged, franchise tagged as a tight end, which obviously he's not happy about. Um, you know, for those who don't know, the franchise tag at a tight end is about, you know, they say just over $7 million. The receiver tag is at $12.3 million. So basically, um, you know, Grams has every intention that he's already talked about arbitration that he's going to have to go through. And he wants to be tagged as a wide receiver. Um, he's going to go appeal that. And, you know, the team and him are – He's got $5.3 million between them. And, uh, you know, they're, it's basically going to be up to that arbitrator. And I guess for all purposes that this is not going to be the last we hear about this. This is not something that's going to be short. Um, it's going to go probably all the way into to almost training camp. You know, Graham's already said he's not going to play. Um, you know, organized team activities are coming up soon, but you know, he wants a long-term deal and we, we knew and that this could be a possibility that he will most definitely hold out. And, you know, whether you believe in that or not, you can't deny that Jimmy Graham should get paid. Um, now the 12.3 million tag for a receiver seems maybe a bit much, but I do believe Graham should be paid as the highest tight end in the league. And, you know, you got the Patriots, Rob Gutkowski, who's making already, you know, $9 million. So if you're throwing $10 million at Jimmy Graham per year, I mean, that's definitely not bad for his sake. Um, but, you know, if he's wanting an extra couple million, I know the two parties, him and the Saints, are a little bit off. And they say the report said they're several million dollars apart on the long-term deal and such. Um, you got to wonder where that money's going to end up coming from. Um, and, you know, this will be ugly and this will be just the beginning that we have. Uh, but, you know, the biggest thing that's going to remain is Jimmy Graham's going to be a saint no matter what in 2014, despite what you've probably heard, those ridiculous rumors saying that, oh, well, you know, the Seahawks are interested in him or the Packers are going to pay for him or or the uh, uh, who was it? The, the Jets potentially could have them. You know, the the thing is, the price tag since they use that non-exclusive franchise tag on Graham, that means I mean he could t- still talk with other teams. And of course, if he gets the offer, you know the Saints would have a chance to match him on that. But the thing is, the new team is going to have to pay Graham and give up their first or their two first-round picks. Um, I mean, seriously, who would do that? I mean, we're not talking about Mike Ditka trading for Ricky Williams. Uh, I, I'm, just, I'm just being honest with you. Graham's great, but I don't. There's nobody that's going to do that. And you know, the one of the Packers officials, you know, they they were talked about this, and this is how these rumors and these crazy things start. And you know, this guy just basically blatantly said, "This is dumb, beyond dumb, and it just won't happen." I mean, it, it won't. I don't. I don't see it. And, you know, it's not necessarily a thing. We know Jimmy Graham's great, but with somebody like a, a, a New York 
is New York really a place where, you know, Geno Smith would be able to help Graham or would it hurt? Because Smith is a younger quarterback and, I mean, Drew Brees is Drew Brees. You know, you just wonder sometimes, like, you have all these great receivers or great quarterbacks and you always wonder, is it is it the quarterback that makes the receiver looks good or is it the receiver that makes the quarterback look good? And, you know, with Graham, it's it's tough to say. Um, but I don't see that happening. You know, Graham's going to be staying around. Uh, Loomis has obviously stated that he, you know, he thinks that we're going to have a friendly solution for for Jimmy Graham, and nobody's doubting that. You know, he'll be ready by opening day, and there's no question that uh, he's going to come back and do things like he should. So, I mean, we could talk about Jimmy Graham and what could happen, what couldn't happen, you know, pretty much for, I don't know, for the whole rest of the offseason until this thing actually does get done. But I just think it's beating a dead horse, to be honest with you. It's just, it's we've heard everything. We've heard the arguments. We know what's going on. And now it's, what's done is done. He's tagged. I mean, he can talk with the other team. And ultimately, arbitrator is going to tell you whether... He's a wide receiver tag for $12 million, or if he's going to be franchise tagged as a tight end, like the $7 million. And Saints will just have to go from there and then set it up and try to get some type of long-term deal worked out. It's as simple as that. Now, the biggest news, the biggest news for today, which kind of has a lot of people like, what in the world just happened? Um, ESPN's Adam Schefter, he was talking about the team – has been shopping uh, Pierre Thomas, Lance Moore, and they're open to trading Darren Sproles. Now, you hear a lot of mixed reactions out there for all Saints fans. I mean, I've heard all sorts of craziness. Um, you know, pretty much people want to burn people at the stake. You know, I'm paraphrasing, obviously. but um, And then some people thinking that it's it's a smart move and, and that it might be time. So let me give you... My two pennies, if you will, on why this could potentially make sense. Okay, so let's just start here. So the Saints' offense doesn't have to rely on Thomas and Sproles. Now, I know Thomas is amazing. He does amazing things. He's, he's so elusive. Sproles is fast. He's great in the open field. Nobody can really match up on him. You know, but Sproles had a really down year in 2013. Um, and, you know, he's entering the final season of his contract. Pierre Thomas has already been one of those guys that's talked about potentially being a cap casualty for the Saints. And so is Lance Moore. Um, you know, most people are defaulting to Thomas because there's no dead money associated with them. But, uh, you know, I've always said Moore would have been my first choice because, you know, he's he's $5 million against the, the cap and, Sure, the Saints would lose some money if they cut Lance Moore, but you know, ultimately Moore's on the roster till 2016 as of right now, and Thomas is on the roster till 2015. But uh, the reason why I tell you the 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 moves and those guys like Thomas and Sproles may not be needed is that the Saints' offense might have figured something out, um, and specifically what I'm talking about is in the playoff games. So. Think about this. You don't have Pierre Thomas at Philadelphia or at Seattle. And then in Philadelphia, 
the Saints had 434 yards of total offense. So only 256 of those yards were passing. The other 185, all rushing. Ingram and Kyrie Robinson combined for 142 rushing yards on 26 carries. So that's the first part is, okay, these two guys, they ate up the clock. I mean, you remember that that when the Eagles went up, the Saints got the ball at midfield, and they used five minutes of the clock to win the game. It was ridiculous. So all of a sudden you're looking at the brilliances that, you know, and this is not the first huge rushing performance that we've seen from the Saints. You know, remember the Cowboys game where they set records and such, and, I mean, they just destroyed them, you know, for lack of a better phrase. Um but then you see that that success in Philadelphia, and then you, against a, a team who's actually you know really pretty good against the run, and then you go into Seattle, and you're expecting oh my goodness let's go gunsling gunsling gunsling, but Seattle even though as great as their defense is, the Saints still got 108 yards rushing on it, on on them excuse me, um, you know Robinson. And Ingram, they combined for 106 of those yards on 26 carries. And they were able to break off some big runs. Um, But, you know, you come, you think about it, and against the Eagles, against the Seahawks, Sproles was pretty absent. I mean, against the Eagles, he did more, but against the the Seahawks, not so much. Not a lot really was going on. And, you know, part of the arguments could be that teams know that you got to defend against Darren Sproles. You got to defend against. Uh, Pierre Thomas. I mean, that's that's a given. But to totally take him out of a game, uh, it's just insane. And Sproles had a really down year. Um, but Ingram and Robinson could potentially be the staple of the offense for the 2014 Saints. And again, I keep saying this move might make sense because think about some other things. So You've heard a lot about the team approaching Zach Streif, you know, uh, right tackle, which I think Streif is a fantastic blocker, you know, underrated, probably overlooked by a lot. But on the other side, you don't hear much about Brian De La Puente coming back to the Saints. Now, De La Puente, he's going to be the, the top free agent center as of right now, um, mainly because Mac from Cleveland was taken off the board and you know, depending on who you talk to, it's either De La Puente or it's Evan Dietrich Smith out of uh, out of Green Bay. But when you look at Brian De La Puente, no no doubt that he's earned his paycheck. But when you really break down and start to peel back the layers on De La Puente, he doesn't have as strong of a presence in the run game. And you know, I challenge anybody go look at some film, go look at it all. Or just go to Pro Football Focus. They grade them out. They look at all the players, check their snaps, and see how they do all their voodoo math to, to kind of get everything for it. Um, but it, it just it seems like all those pieces are going away that, you know, we don't need Lance Moore. Um, we probably don't need Sproles and Thomas because, I mean, think back to this last year. How many times did they run this screen game, especially against, like, Carolina? And I know you guys got frustrated in that game. I mean, after a screen 10, 12, 13, whatever, and it not working, then it was, I mean, it was literally just painful to watch. So potentially the dynamic for the, the Saints offense might change in 2014. 
and uh, Peyton might go more of a, a run first type mentality. And, uh, you know, you got to remember in 2009, that was a huge part of the Saints' victories. I mean, you had Jed Bush, obviously, but you had Pierre Thomas, which is kind of coming into his own. And then you had Mike Bell. All three of those guys were really powering the football through, and they were able to make a lot of different uh, defenses look really crazy back then. So, I mean, that's just my two pennies. Um, you know, the cap isn't friendly. You can point that this is a part of the Jimmy Graham effect. You know, how are you going to afford people if you're going to have to pay Jimmy Graham? And, you know, thinking about if you have to pay Jimmy Graham at $7 million versus $12 million, where's that other five going to come from? Because you already were about $10 million under the cap, as it was. And now suddenly if Graham's going to cost twelve and they're trying to get that long-term deal worked out, then where's that other money going to come from? So, you know, I, there's nothing wrong with Pierre Thomas or Darren Sproles or Lance Moore. And, you know, this is rumors that we're talking about, obviously. So nothing's official. Nothing's happened. We don't know. I mean, free agency starts on the 11th, and we'll know more by then. But you could see something in the draft that maybe they trade somebody like that. And, you know, as many people that love Chris Ivory – we got the better end of that deal. Um, you know, we, we got a fourth-round pick for Ivory, and that ended up being John Jenkins. And Jenkins is obviously one of those guys that could be, end up being the the starting nose tackle shortly, um, you know, depending on what the team does with Broderick Bunkley. Um, but, you know, you I guess you got to look at it and start – Stop getting all your personal feelings in the way first. And it's tough. I know it's easier said than done because everybody loves those three players. But when you look at it and you think about the bigger picture, then it's kind of easy to see why this might actually be something that's more of a reality and could actually happen. Um, Now, you know, we're not going to find out anytime soon and, Nobody knows what those guys are going to command on the open market, like who would be interested in them. Um, You know, with all those guys, they bring veteran leadership. Um, There's a lot of pros to it for getting any of those players. And I think any team could benefit from having any of those guys on their roster. And, you know, as we've seen, you can't really say that Thomas is a every down back I mean, just because of the way the Saints use him, obviously, and neither is Darren Sproles. And and Lance Moore, he had, uh, again, I always say he had that great year in 2012, but last year he was absent. And so that's between those three guys, you have about $10 million easily, probably more, give or take. I don't have the exact figures in my mind or in front of me or whatever, but do you want to spend the money on that or do you want to spend money elsewhere to help with the defense or the holes? And that's kind of this whole salary cap game is, you know, restructuring is good, but you're robbing Peter to pay Paul. And this is what happens with the salary cap. I'm sure it's going to go up over the years, but you're looking at some hurt along the way, you know, and you thought about losing those, those guys, you're losing Malcolm Jenkins and, um, you know, potential Jabari Greer, obviously, and, and Jonathan Vilma, Will Smith, 
it's just it's just the business and you can't you can't spend the money you know even though it might be good it hurts it sucks but you just got to make do with what you got um but again we'll find out more um i know a lot of people are still like thinking wait what did you just say because this is real real recent news and a lot of people trying to probably still process what in the world they just heard um you know it really came as a shock for me but once i calmed down and thought about it a little bit the more I could see it happening, the more I make sense. Now, I don't think that the team is going to get a, a first or second or probably even a third-round pick for either of those guys but because, you know, they're going to have to obviously pay them and stuff if that's the case. And Sproles was open to being traded. I mean, our, the team was open to potentially trading Sproles. And you got to remember that uh, the team is probably looking at – that different change of offense for next year. And you might not see Drew Brees throw it 50,000 times. Um, there might be more smash mouth football. You know, that's why we have 10 plus million. Actually, that's more like 14, 15 million dollars tied up in our guards with Evans and Grubbs. And, you know, that's the reason why we pay for them. And, you know, beside the sacks and everything, you know, it just, it's it seems... Like, everything is going to fall into place that way. And that could be completely wrong. I mean, nobody knows. You don't have a crystal ball in front of you, but this is just speculation. But, um, you know, if we lose Lance Moore and we don't have Joe Morgan, then the team's like, you know, everybody's saying, well, who's going to be the receivers? And, again, you've heard me talk about it before, and I think a lot of people just don't, Think about Andy Tanner. I mean, he's such a good, feel-good story, but where where is he in this equation? I mean, I guess you're, you're going to end up trading those guys for younger talent, like the Stills, like Toon and, and Andy Tanner, potentially. Um, and, you know, and it depends if Robert Meacham comes back, too. But, again, there's another one. Meacham was, is it really good on the run block? And especially if the team... Does what I'm thinking, then it makes sense for him to bring back Meacham. I don't have any fan mail this week. Um, I could read all your Twitter reactions from all the stuff from before. That would be fun. But, uh, you know, a lot of people obviously have mixed emotions at this point. And, you know, just for everything that's going on, you guys have to just really trust Mickey Loomis. Loomis knows what he's doing. He's been in the business a long time. He's made things happen before. Um, and as Breeze knows, and a lot of the players know on the Saints right now, the window of opportunity to win another Super Bowl is going out the window every day. And uh, they got to do something. Um, I mean, you got you to gotta think about the last thing I think I'll leave you with. Remember in... Seattle, Carolina, those teams, even the Patriots, arguably. Remember how teams were able to to basically isolate Graham and more or less isolate Drew Brees. To have a running game is going to help take some of that pressure off, for sure. Um, 
the fact that we could end up having a huge run game and Drew Brees not having to throw it 30, 40, 50 times a game is a really good thing because you're having to keep defenses honest that the Saints have a rushing attack. And when you have a rushing attack, it helps develop things like play action or that deep ball or whatever the case may be. I mean, it just helps set things up versus everybody thinking, oh, well, Drew Brees is back to pass again. Brees is back to pass again, back to pass. Oh, we try one run or 10 runs a game or 15, whatever it is, and it just doesn't work. So, but you know, only time's going to tell. It's way too early, but uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Free agency starts on Tuesday. I mean, hopefully everybody will be excited of that. Don't look for the Saints to really bring much on. If they do, I'll really be honest with you. I'll be really surprised. Um, But, you know, we'll see. And as always, stay tuned. Keep us uh, in your top of Twitter list at Dish. Follow us on Facebook, Dish. And as always, keep up with our all things offseason on com. We've got lots of trackers and player trackers and movements, all that crazy stuff that a lot of players have or a lot of teams have. We'll see what happens, guys. I appreciate y'all tuning in. Enjoy your weekend.